Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And welcome to Going Pear Shaped on AudioEntropy.com, a podcast where we just talk about eh, whatever we feel like. And usually it's just Matt and me, but today, for the very first time on the show, we have a guest with us. Ladies and gentlemen, and other distinguished individuals, say hello to Beeb. Hey. That's Beeb. <laughs> yep, yeah. that's Beeb. I, re- uh, so- I Despite, like, guesting on the self-report podcast for, like, over a year and a half, I still don't know any other better way to introduce myself. Honestly, I don't think you're a guest yeah. on that podcast anymore. Yeah, I've kind of, like, stuck my way in. I- I'm pretty sure you're regular. permanent member status at this point. Yeah, it's it, it it's happened to both of us. You you go you go on that podcast a couple of times, and eventually you just kind of keep showing up. Yeah. Like I think I originally went on there because I wanted to talk about Kingdom Hearts, and then eventually I just got roped into it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the secret to get you onto a podcast? You just like throw a kingdom copy of, like Kingdom Hearts. No, you, you gotta appeal to Snugglesworth, uh, big uh, crush on Fire and X all the time. Yeah, that actually like, works oh, too. Oh, hey, Kingdom yeah. Hearts! All right, you're in. Yeah. Well, for me, it's just my, the the big the big secret to get me to guest on a podcast is just to invite me to guest on your podcast. <laughs> to tell to all the folks out there who might be like, yeah, I'm I'm a really weird person who really likes teenagers with attitude, and I want to get Mike on my podcast. Just fucking ask me; I'll probably do it. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, Beeb, you actually had something you wanted to talk about uh, with us this week. Yep, uh, I figured since I've had pets since I was a kid, and you constantly retweet pictures of bunnies, that we would just focus on animals. Alright, yeah, hit us. Tell us tell us about your pets. Uh, at the moment, I have two ferrets named Ali and Tucker. They are brothers who are uh, three and a half years old now, thereabouts. They were born in uh, July, yeah, July of 2013, so yeah, about three and a half. And now, is, they, that, is that old for a ferret? Is that young? Uh, my first ferret, Rascal, lived to be a little shy of eight years old. Like, we got him when he was six months old around Christmas of 2005, and he lives until March of 2012. Oh, no, 2013, like the same year I got Ollie and Tucker. And, okay. yeah, like, around, like, seven or eight is, like, really around the time when ferrets would be considered old, but some ferrets can live up to, like, 15 if you take really good care of them. Oh, Jesus. Oh, nice. Okay, so, so tell, tell us about your ferrets. Uh, well... They're both chubby at the moment because it's gotten really cold here in North Carolina for the snow we get in from last week, even though it's now 70. So they're both but like pudged up a lot, which my sister really likes because she likes chubby animals. Uh, Tucker likes to scratch at everything he can and tries to sneak out of the doors all the time to go explore more of the house, which he can't do because my sister has a rabbit who fucking hates them. Like, like... When I had Rascal, my sister also had a different rabbit named Brody, and since she got Brody when he was a baby, and Rascal and him were near each other all the time, they grew up to just know each other, and never bothered each other. But I got Ollie and Tucker back when I was out living in Illinois, around the same time my sister got her current rabbit, Luna, while she was at college, and so Luna never grew up with them, so the first time she met them, when I drove home for Christmas to visit one year, she was just fucking livid, like grunting at them. Meanwhile, they were just walking by and not even paying attention to her. Just like, oh yeah, that's a neat thing there. Yeah, oh, that's, the thing about rabbits is they, if you want to get them to live together, they have to be bonded properly, and it's a whole fucking process. Yeah, like, Because, like, rabbits really are actually stuff. incredibly territorial creatures. Yeah. I, I kind of figured that out when, like, she had to run at the house, and then when I come in with my two ferrets, she's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had some, I've had some aggressive rabbits 
Um, one of the rabbits I had was uh, was an Angora rabbit uh, that we named Poof because I don't know. Have you, have you ever seen an Angora rabbit? Yeah, but they're poofy. Yeah, they're they're basically giant angry cotton balls. Yeah, and uh, she did not get along with the other two rabbits that we had, and it was it was a bad time all around. Yeah, like when Luna was introduced to Brody, like when Brody was around, like I want to say three or four years old, Luna took to him immediately. But I feel like that's more just because Luna was a lady rabbit and Brody was a dude rabbit, and Luna wanted to bone him, but Brody didn't seem to care at all or show any interest. He was a bit yeah, old that, at that point. That'll happen. Yeah, he was, he was kind of just laying down a lot of the time. Like he was just like, ah, I just want to sleep. All right. Yep. Hey, Matt, how about you? Um, currently, I only have. Two, well, yeah, two pets, I guess. Um, we have a big, fat, orange tabby named Pazzo, and we have a yellow lab named Boone. Um, I'm trying to think, which one do we want to start with? Uh, I guess the tabby, since you mentioned it first. Okay, so Pazzo is a big, fat, orange tabby. He's probably the single nicest cat I have ever had the pleasure hold of... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How does he feel about Mondays? So Pazzo is a big fat orange tabby. He's probably the nicest cat I've ever had any uh, the uh, pleasure of ever interacting with. And um he's a little odd. Um he's not really I I guess if you were being generous you'd say he's not really the smartest cat in the world. A lot of the things he does doesn't don't really make a lot of sense. Like he has a thing for like licking plastic like plastic bags. He loves licking plastic bags. He, he tries to drink really nasty water, even when provided an alternative, because he loves drinking really nasty water, which actually makes it a pain to paint miniatures around him, because you know how you'll keep like a cup of water near you so you can dip your brush up, brush off, right? Um, sure. I've, yeah. I've never painted a miniature, but sure. Okay, so you clean your brush periodically when you're painting miniatures. And you keep that grody, nasty stank water right next to you. And if you leave, he'll try and drink like the nasty, toxic paint laced water because I don't, I don't fucking know what it is with this cat, but he just loves disgusting water. He also loves belly slaps. Like if he, so he's a big fat tabby. So if you walk up to him or if, yeah, if you walk up to him or he walks up to you, he'll expect you to put your legs down. And when you put your legs down, he'll start rubbing on your legs, and in return, he expects belly slaps, because he loves it when people slap his belly. And if you slap his belly, and he's happy enough, and you slap his belly good enough, he'll actually flop over on the floor and start dragging himself along the floor with his front claws. It's actually kind of amazing to watch. Um, Even outside of that, he's a super-duper nice cat that just gets along well with pretty much everything. He He doesn't love dogs, but he can tolerate them. Um, which is good because the second the second pet I have is a uh, yellow lab named Boone. Um, Boone is a super nice dog, but he can kind of be a little bit of a butthole um, because he's very very bad at listening, um, which makes kind of makes sense given how he's sort of a puppy still. But yeah, the only thing he's really good at right now, the only time he'll really listen is if you throw him a ball, he'll bring it right back, which again makes sense. Lab. But otherwise, yeah, those are my pets. Okay. Yep. Um, I actually don't have any pets at the moment because I've been living in an apartment without a pet deposit for a while now. Uh, but throughout the course of my life, I've had a lot. I've had 
five different rabbits. Uh, well, he, well, here's the thing. I'm part of a big. I, I, I was part of a big family. The oldest of seven children, and so throughout the course of things, my siblings have all also had pets. So my like home has gone through a number of animals over the course of the years. So I'm talking five rabbits, a dog, a couple of uh, parakeets, uh, some betta fish, a guinea pig. Um, and I had a tobacco worm at one point I got from school. That was the only pet that was actually, like, officially, specifically mine. Oh, God. Um, I'm so yeah. sorry. But, uh, the best, the best pet I ever had was one of the rabbits, uh, a girl, uh, she was a black Dutch by the name of Black Ears, uh, creatively named by my sister, who was very small at the time. And, um, the thing with Black Ears is she was incredibly affectionate. And at the time, because, again, like, we were a big family trying to live in, in this house. Uh, I My bedroom was the basement because uh, I was the oldest, and so I got to be the one that stayed in the basement, which all with, which was kind of a privilege, but also, I mean, like, there were cobwebs and shit down there, but, I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, but what she liked to do is, um, I mean, we, we made attempts to keep her from going, like, down into the basement or up into the upper floors, but we couldn't stop her. She was too smart for us. Um, but what hap- would happen is, more often than not at night, she would sneak down into my bedroom in the basement climb onto my bed and go to sleep on my belly and either that would wake me up and I would just start petting her until I fell back asleep or I would just wake up and there was a rabbit on top of me and it was <laughs> the greatest fucking thing that rabbit sounds awesome oh yeah. she was a real sweetheart and also she she wouldn't she would not die for the longest time I don't just mean that I don't just mean that she got old but like she so uh, there was one time where we had a radio in the corner of the living room, and we were watching TV, but we also had the radio on because we were doing that thing, you know, that sometimes people will do where they're watching a baseball game, uh, but they'll mute the TV and have a radio going because, like, the radio announcers are better at doing the play-by-play than the TV guys. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So that's what we were doing. And uh, all of a sudden, the radio cuts out. We hear a snap, see a spark, and we hear a squeal. And a rabbit had chewed through the electrical cord of the radio, like, while it was on. And she walks out from behind, like, the counter. And, like, the fur on her face is blackened. And her whiskers have melted off. Oh, poor Betty. Now, everything grew back. She was ultimately fine. Which was the crazy thing. (laughs) But, yeah, she she was resilient as hell. She was also... She was also the same rabbit who chewed through a controller cord of my GameCube controller while I was playing a game. I think it was it was probably Sonic Adventure 2, Shock of Shocks, I was playing Sonic Adventure 2. And just and I didn't realize what was happening, and just all of a sudden Sonic just started uncontrollably just walking to the right, and I couldn't get him to stop, and I was like, what's going on? And I looked down, and there's my rabbit, and she's gone through the controller cord. <laughs> she's like halfway through it at that point and somehow I just I didn't notice I, I guess because Sonic Adventure 2 is just so incredible I was engrossed yeah it. it's an amazing um, game yeah it's a masterpiece um, but yeah so she she had this tendency to chew through things as we were using them but she was still just an absolute sweetheart she would just cuddle with you and, and just lick you until the cows came home um, just a, a real wonderful uh, sweet rabbit yeah you want to talk about like invincible pets uh, my aunt and uncle used to have this dog named Buddy. And now when they originally got Buddy, they got him from somebody who was diagnosed with a terminal illness who wasn't going to be able to take care of him anymore. And when they got him, he was using kind of a bad way. Um, this dog was only supposed to survive for one, maybe two years, and they were basically just brought him on as like a hospice sort of thing. 
That fucking dog lived for like eight years. That Holy dog shit. was like 17. We called him like the Fidel Castro of dogs because he wouldn't fucking die. And I mean, he was a really nice dog. I mean, dog. Also, also the military history that, you know, your dog. <laughs> no, there was nothing like that. <laughs> He but served like, abroad for his country. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. But so when they got this dog initially, he was like blind in one eye. His he had like some sort of weird skin condition on his nose that made it hard for him to breathe. Like, so we assumed like, all right, this dog clearly is at the end of his rope. He doesn't have a lot of time. But he just he kept not dying, and he outlived like all the other animals. In the fan, like he outlived my cat, who lived for a while. Like he outlived one of the other dogs, and he just wouldn't. I mean, nice enough dog. Um, got really kind of snippy towards his old age, as dogs are tend to do, really. But man, I, I think that dog was seriously nearly like twenty years old before he passed away in like twenty fifteen. I think it's just weird to me how like some sort of animals. Like, obviously, your rabbit and this dog. It's every once in a while you get an animal and it's just like, how the fuck is this thing still alive? I mean, it sounds really morbid and I'm grateful because I loved that dog. But at the same time, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, yeah. I had some stories with that with Rascal where uh, Rascal quickly found out where my mom kept her lunchbox when she was a teacher. So she'd occasionally leave, like, whatever snacks she didn't eat for the day in her lunchbox before remembering she had to empty it out. And it'd be a case of like, oh, I haven't seen Rascal around in a little bit. He's going to run off somewhere. Where is he? And usually he'd be upstairs because he loved running upstairs to go check out the upstairs bedrooms, especially in my parents' room since he wasn't allowed in there. Mm-hmm. But occasionally you'd also hear a little bit of a crunching coming from like a little like side table that had like a skirt around it so he could hide there. And he would always like open up my mom's lunchbox if she didn't zip it up all the way. And then try to grab whatever was in there. Like, he's eating chocolate. He's eating, like, uh, crap, what's it called? Uh, mini wheats. You know, like, uh, bad brand of cereal. He's eating, like, like some granola and stuff. Like, I'm surprised that Rascal never had any problem with that. Like, but, no, he passed away just from old age. But, like, he always looked so happy when he had that stuff. And then so disappointed when he got it taken away. <laughs> you know, he's not supposed to have that stuff. And yeah. Then, like, I have, like, he never had any problems with that, never had to go to the ER or whatever with that. But uh, I did have one little panic mode about a year ago with Tucker because uh, my parents had a printer that didn't have the door closed all the way. And so, like, he was out one day playing, and he pawed at that, got it open, and shoved his nose in there. And so he had blue ink on his nose. And I'm just like, oh, God, what if this ink is toxic? I don't know what this shit to do with this. I uh, don't know if this is toxic or not. And so, like, I like I think my parents are at bingo or something. So, like, I had to call them and be like, hey, you guys got to come here because we may have to take Tucker to the vet or something because he might have ingested ink. And we're driving around trying to find a place that actually takes ferrets because a lot of places don't take ferrets. Like, you basically need to find, like, an exotic vet that takes anything but dogs and cats in order to find one of those. And as we're driving around, like, as, like, we're trying to find one, I'm on my phone just trying to, like, look at the brand of ink. And it turns out it was non-toxic, so we just waited like an hour driving around with a ferret, going nuts, trying to get out of our hands to try to like explore the car. And so then after that, I decided to spend like an hour or so just trying to rub water on his nose, which he clearly didn't like, trying to clear up the ink. 
And it still took like two weeks for that ink to just wear off. So that is fantastic. T- yeah, T- Tucker is the one that has the bit of troublemaker because he also had a problem where he had to go to the vet and cost me a thousand dollars last July. Yeah, I actually but, remember oh, that. Geez. Yeah, that that wasn't actually his fault. It was just like he had the un- uh, beginning symptoms of adrenal disease, and so he had to like stay at the vet for a weekend and get a bunch of tests on him. He had to take two different kinds of medicine, like one in the mornings, I think, and the other one, like, morning and night through a syringe, which he actually started liking after a fashion. Like, he was hesitant about it at first just because of the delivery of it. But eventually, he actually came to like it and got real disappointed when the medicine was all gone. <laughs> Funnily enough. Well, like, I think one of them was, like, chicken-flavored, so he liked that, so... Yeah, I know. It's just yeah. weird, the implication of my animal just really likes taking his medicine a whole yeah, lot. Like, like, hey, can I get some of that? That apparently tastes good, because I hate to take some medicine. So, like, uh... And then he had to get, like, a little, uh, I guess they called it an implant. It was, like, a grain of rice kind of thing to help regulate it. And, basically, he's never going to need one of those, like, every year to year and a half to regulate his adrenal disease. Or he might have, like, if it, he doesn't get it, it might become a tumor, at which point he would need surgery. But the uh, the implant itself is only, like, $140, so that's still better than having to pay for surgery unless he needs it later on. Yeah. And is an ordeal sometimes. You get so attached to these little things to the point where you spend a thousand dollars on them to make sure they don't die. Yeah. All right. Well, it, we we never really were able to afford to take our our pets to the vet. Like if they had a problem, we just kind of had to roll with it. Uh, the worst we ever got was um, my sister's dog, the one dog we had uh, by the name of Davy, real sweet dog, fattest beagle you'll ever see. Um, was basically we had a cousin who was a real shit and deliberately fed him chocolate oh. and he just kind of had seizures for the uh, on occasion for the rest of his life and we just kind of had to roll with that so like yeah. what was it his dog or did he just go over to your house one day and be an ass they just came over to our house it was just yeah, it was no, it was valentine's day so there was chocolate around and they just thought it'd be fucking hilarious to give our dog some chocolate yeah no that is grounds for don't come back to my house if it was no yeah it, it was absolutely opinion, was that like, she, she was not welcome back again, yeah. so. And, like, but, how old were they? Like, were they a little kid? Uh, no, they, well, they weren't an adult, but they were definitely far too old to be pulling that crap, believe uh, me. Yeah, like, I, so. I, I could have sworn that that's, like, one of the things you hear really early on, in, like, in pet ownership, or even just, like, No, no, they, they knew what they were doing. Oh. Like, like I, oh, there's okay. a reason I keep describing them as a total shit. Oh, okay, so. then, yeah, that person sounds awful. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, you know what you're doing, and you're just going to go with it anyway? Nah, that's inexcusable. Yeah. Not? And the thing is, oh, we, we had actually gotten Davey from uh, from a shelter, and we think he might have been from an abusive home to begin with, because there were some things he was really weirdly afraid of. Like, he was terrified of strawberries for some reason. <laughs> that's an odd thing for a dog to be terrified of. Yeah, yeah. But like uh, he was, he was a real sweetheart though. He went through some shit, but like, yeah, he was, yeah, he was so sweet. And in spite of everything, he actually, he also lived for a very, very long time, thankfully. Um, but yeah, he was just a real sweetheart. Hmm. Uh, Beeb, you got any, uh, any other pets you want to tell us about? Uh, I mean, just at the moment, it is Ollie and Tucker, and before that was Rascal. I've had like, I've never had a dog or a cat because my parents are allergic. Like, kind of heavy quotation marks in there, but, like, my mom actually does get sensitive to fur. Like, there was one time when my sister got a little bunny from a store, which I think it was part Angora rabbit, and my dad and mom were just sneezing the entire night, so we had to bring it back. 
because it was just too much. So there is some validity to it, but also they've been in houses with dogs and cats and been fine. So I guess it's just more. Hey, they did. They do that if we were getting a dog or cat while we were kids. They'd be doing most of the work with them, and also like it might have been a case of it would actually bring up their allergies. So we just never had any. So we had that. We've had a lot of uh, minor stuff. Like we've had guinea pigs. We've had hamsters. I had a gerbil once who was pretty rad. Just. Hamsters always wanted to try to escape. The gerbil was content to be in his cage and get free food for his life. Uh, <laughs> I've had one of those little, like, I don't know if it's pronounced anole lizards or anal. I don't know. Like, the uh, little tiny lizard. Yeah, yeah, okay, I don't know. Yeah. The little green lizards yeah, like, that can turn brown. Yeah, like, my parents got that from, like, a craft fair they went to once. They were like, oh, hey, that's, like, ten bucks. Steve likes this, I guess. I don't know. So they have got me that, and we had them for a good number of years, and... He, he was definitely a case of, I was terrified to bring him out of, the of his cage sometimes, just because he had a tendency to jump, and then it's like, oh crap, we gotta try to catch this tiny-ass lizard. Uh, nice. Yeah, we've had some fish, but not really for very long. Like, we did, did you guys ever have at school, like, a crayfish program? Or, like, crawfish, or whatever you want to call it? No. no. First I've like, heard of it. Okay, so, like, this was a thing that I thought was just widespread but apparently it's not but like my school district loved doing this little crayfish thing where uh, more or less you would get like six or so crayfish to like a fourth grade class and you would basically watch them grow from being like little crayfish to adults and stuff and you would do like measurements on them to like see how they grew it was like kind of like a science kind of deal that the teacher was trying to prove but like so many kids were terrified of those like spindly legs flailing all over the place trying to take measurements and also the fact that they had pincers that it never really went over that well. <laughs> and the thing is that at the end of it, because the teacher doesn't want to deal with crayfish, they raffle them off, of course. And so through some fluke, I think like between myself, my brother, and my sister, we end up with like six of these damn things. And usually they wouldn't live very long, maybe like a year or two at most, but my sister had one that lived for, like, five years in a tank that, like, my dad merely got a little lazy cleaning. And to the point where it was, like, it was completely covered with algae, so we couldn't even see if the thing was still in there or alive. So one day he's like, all right, I'm finally going to clean out this tank to make sure that this thing can actually be seen. And it died the next day. So we're <laughs> thinking maybe it was living off the algae, I guess. And, like, when he took away its food source, it just, or, like... There was something, like, with the mixture of the water that it needed, and then when the algae was gone, it was just devoid of enough, like, oxygen or whatever, and it just died. Like, out of the blue. <laughs> wow. I don't know. But, like, we, we've had, like, a lot of these weird things. Like, I had uh, two turtles that I got back in, I want to say, like, near Christmas of 1999, and they were, like, little tiny turtles, like, actually to the point where they're kind of illegal to sell because they're so small, but they were only, like, $15 each. And... One of them passed away too early just because it was too young to have been sold, but the other one is still alive, at least to my knowledge, because my parents, when they moved to California, they gave it to my cousin, who has turtles, because I wasn't going to take it with me either, because it's a hassle to try to bring that tank around, which sounds a little bit mean to the turtle, but like, you know, it's a turtle, it's like, it's a neat thing, but it doesn't really do a whole lot, to be honest. Like, it was neat to, like, get her feeder fish and watch her chase after them, which we did, like, whenever we went on vacation, since we couldn't take her with us, so we would always get her, like, 50 feeder fish, and then she's like, alright, she's good. And she always would be good, because she's... My turtle never bothered to swim, is the thing. She would always just walk after the fish, so she spent a while trying to cast them. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Well, hey, so, we got a lot of questions to get to, so do either of you have any final thoughts you want to throw out there before we move on? 
Um, I re- finally remembered what I... W- I guess we can close it out on this story. Uh, I finally remembered what I wanted to say. Okay. Speaking of being a dick to animals... Um, <laughs> wow, that's a hell of a way to that's lead a off. That's a segue. Yeah. Speaking of being a dick to animals... Um, so, we used to have this old gray cat named Poupon. But Poupon wasn't always an old gray cat. At one point, she was a tiny gray cat. And a friend kind of a friend, not not the nicest dude in the world, but also far from the worst, um, thought it was hilarious to, like, jump out and, and scare the kitten because it would, like, run off. And he thought he was just playing a game with the cat when in reality he was scaring the piss out of this cat. Um, here's the deal, though. That dude forgot about that cat, but that cat sure as hell didn't forget about that dude. <laughs> so when he showed up five years later... When this cat was no longer a kitten, this cat fucking, like, stalked him. And, like, <laughs> hit and ran when he was, like, walking to the bathroom at night. This cat hated this dude and fucking hunted this dude. And, like, when he tried to, like, turn around because he was getting attacked and he was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on, the cat would, like, run off and hide in another room. And we had to, like, find the cat... Because it was, like, legitimately, he was trying to kill this guy. And we had to, like, quarantine her in a room for the duration of his stay. Because this cat was this cat was out for blood. And then later on, after this, there was another dude who looked almost identical to the first guy. Not the same person that she also tried to attack and that we also had problems with. And then after that... Both of them showed up in the same room at the same time, and she realized the one she hated and the one she didn't, and she never had a problem with the second dude after that. Had no problems <laughs> letting him, like, pet her and, like, pick her up and just, like, generally be around her. Still hated that first guy, though. But, yeah, that's nice. my weird being a dick to animals story. Don't do it to cats because shy kittens can turn up into vengeful, wrathful beasts of nature. Yep. And they will try and... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to mention one more thing, but if you had more to go. Oh, no. I was basically done. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to quickly mention, because we were talking about animals in general, but kind of just focus on pets. Uh, If you haven't done so, watch Planet Earth 2, especially the cities episode, because it shows how animals adapt to, like, human environments. And there is some gnarly shit in that, like, tigers, not uh, not tigers, uh, leopards going into, like, human cities in India to steal pigs. Like, even, like, showing in, like, the night vision camera of the leopard being, like, maybe 20 feet away from some people, and they have no fucking clue. And it's like, that's a bit scary. And also, I think it was in London, but basically there were a bunch of pigeons that were, like, introduced there, just because pigeons get everywhere. And they were bathing in, like, a river, and their oils that were rubbing off of them were attracting catfish. So catfish would come up right next to the surface of the water and eat pigeons. It was... It was, it was like, oh, that's really cool, but also that's really kind of terrifying. Especially since I did it in slow motion a lot of showing this pigeon get chomped. <laughs> nice. I know when it comes to, like, weird urban ad- adaptations, I know one of the weirder ones, and I need to actually confirm this because it's hearsay until I confirm it myself. Um, I know one of the weirder ones is apparently mice are starting to catch on to the fact that if they're injured... Um, making themselves known to humans works out more often than not. Because if huh. you're injured, you're probably fucked anyway, but if you show yourself to a human, there there's a decent chance they'll actually help you. 
Yeah, like the human will pick them up and bring them to the shelter or something. Yeah. That's, if that's not to be true, that's pretty smart on the mice's part. Yeah, that's also like crazy. Also, Russian subway dogs look that shit up. Because that's yeah. that would take way too long. We could dedicate an entire episode to Russian subway dogs, but that's insane. I think someone was trying to make a game about Russian subway dogs, and the the Kickstarter didn't quite succeed. Yeah, I think because it, it looked neat. I think it was the same people that did they bleed they bleed pixels, which is a pretty good action oriented two D platformer type game. Um, I know Question Hound was going to be in that game, along with a uh, Rad Sheba from Valhalla. That game was weird. I kind of understand okay. why the Kickstarter didn't go over super well, but it did look like a neat game, so it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Anyway, we can, right, get, so let's, yeah, we can get to questions now. Let's move on to questions. Uh, as tends to be the case, um, a bunch of these at the start are from Eric, uh, host of uh, In the Master's Studio. Uh, and I, I think like that's an interview-type show, so maybe he's just a like a question-generating machine that accidentally gained sentience. Yeah, uh, it's like, whenever we ask for questions, he, like, throws, like, seven of them at us. Yeah, if you haven't listened to his thing, I actually guessed on that once uh, a couple weeks ago, which I don't think the episode's up yet, but I was talking about my uh, Ruby campaign set in uh, the Hero uh, tabletop book series. Like, we use a 6th edition uh, Hero with that, and we just, I just decided one day, like, oh, hey, I can make a bunch of silly Ruby weapons using Hero powers, and then I was like, okay, this is gonna be a thing, isn't it? And yeah, we're like two-thirds of the way done with that now. It's kind of a short-lived campaign, but yeah, I go into that a little bit more, just talking about what I did on that. And all the silly situations with the party being like, yeah, let's kind of not go on the adventure. Screw the screw what Beep says, we're not going to do that. <laughs> That's always great when you have a completely uncooperative group who are just Oh, no, they're, they're cooperative for the most part. It's just like the beginning part was like, oh, why would we help these guys? They're assholes. Screw them. <laughs> we're going to like right, fuck like, off. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's 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 get at these questions. Uh, so these first few are from Eric. So and until I say otherwise, just assume these questions are from Eric. Uh, first one: Is Neopets really a covert Scientology recruiting tool? Some people say yes. Um, it's a covert Scientology something, or was at some point, but it was never a recruiting tool, as far as anybody can ever tell. And if it was a recruiting tool, they were using some weird bullshitty subliminal messaging nonsense that didn't really work okay no really I, it was actually... um, I honestly don't really know much about neopets neither do i i just knew it was a thing yeah also, apparently it's still a thing it is still a thing uh, and at one point the scientologists were in charge of it it's mm. neopets is something you can go in depth on because wow there's a lot going on there okay uh next question have you ever owned a Tamagotchi? I have. I yeah. totally have, yeah. I those, things, those things eventually... I don't know if I set the clock on mine wrong or if the clock just gets destroyed over time, but one night, that thing woke up me up at like midnight saying that I needed uh, shit cleaning up. And then I was like, I'm done with the t- this stupid thing. <laughs> it's time for yeah. the Tamagotchi to go to sleep forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, th- I think mine was actually one of those Pikachu Tamagotchis. Oh, the uh, Pokemon Pikachu? Yeah. Yeah, I had one of those too. It didn't really. Yeah, it was kind of neat for a while, but it got kind of boring mm. pretty quick. <laughs> I think I also had a Digimon one, but I'm not sure. Like the one shaped like the. A. I mean, Digimons are basically Tamagotchis. Yeah. That spun off into their own weird thing. I think I, think I had one. Seems familiar. Uh, sp- speaking of Digimon, the next question: If you could own a Pokemon, would you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? 
Well, he also adds the stipulation. He says, as a normal pet, not you can't put them in the Pokeball for a timeout. They're just... Uh, if, they're they're, a pet. if they're a normal pet, do they still have their elemental powers? Like, can they still fly? Presumably. Then yeah. He doesn't still, say whether yeah. or not you get to pick the Pokemon. Because, I, I, like, I assume if you leave it open-ended, you get to pick the Pokemon. And, like, I, yeah, hell yeah, I would. I want to pick one of those, uh, like, legendary ones that are, like, a master of time and space. And I can, like, bend the universe to my will. Now, see, I just want a Squirtle, because he's Squirtle. <laughs> I was thinking something... Squirtle was more... my first Pokemon. I was thinking something a little more practical. I'm trying to... This is actually a really interesting question because presumably if you get like the elemental time of God in space, you can never make it angry because if it you make it angry, it'll just blink you out of existence forever. So you want a Pokemon that's low enough powered that you can easily control it still, but you still want it to have super cool powers. Yeah, that's yeah. why you get something like Charmander... And then you bond with it when it's still, you know, Charmander, and then when it gets, like, up through its teenage phase, it's Charmeleon, and then by the time it's an adult, it's Charizard, it fully trusts you, so it will just burn shit for you and fly you around. The problem with the Charizard, though, is when a Charizard tries to, like, quote-unquote, like, play fight you, that thing's, like, 20 feet tall and has razor-sharp claws, and if it just, like, slaps you, it's cutting you in half. Yeah. I I guess even if we get, like, Blastoise, you wouldn't hit it ever since he'd just crush you. Yeah, like that. See, that, that's that's why you get a Poplio because he's the sweet, sweet no. boy who will never do anything wrong. But actually, the thing about Poplio is Poplio would actually be a fairly good pick because it becomes Primarana ultimately, which is still a fairly small and low-powered Pokemon. I guess it can drown you, but that's like really not in that Pokemon's nature. That's probably yeah. one of the better ones. Actually, like any of like the Sun Moon starters would probably be pretty good because you have the Stealth Ghost Burb is probably, like, the most dangerous outright, but even that thing, unless you're deliberately malicious, it's probably not going to hurt you. Incineroar... Yeah, and then uh, and then Litten, if if you're of a certain inclination, evolves into a spicy daddy, so... It evolves yeah. into a spicy jumbo dad that deliberately avoids fighting, like, injured people in Pokemon, so you're pretty clear there as well. Yeah, um, but, like, you, you can probably still house, uh, like, roughhouse with him a bit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, okay, uh, last question from Eric, as far as I can tell. Uh, do Pokeballs harness Morphing Grid technology? Eric, that's you go fuck yourself. Right. Right. Eric, this is the wrong podcast. Yeah, Eric, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Just, that's, that's my answer. You know, I haven't ever seen any Power Rangers at all, surprisingly. Really? Yeah, never I was, seen a single episode of it. I, I was going to say, we got to change that, and then I realized maybe you don't have to change that, because it's not necessarily <laughs> a very good show. It's really not. It's really not it's a very really good not. show. And, and, like, it, it seems like that's just the thorough line for the other interview podcast. It's like, it's not a good show. Because like, I keep hearing uh, the digital podcast guys be like, we swear the show gets good, guys. We swear. We just had to get to the real world arc. Yeah, the well, that, that's, arc, that's just them misremembering. <laughs> yeah, no, so, something we're learning more and more on, on TWA is that like the shows you, you remember being good as a kid, you were wrong. And see, I just, straight up, like, you were wrong. I recently watched like a good number of Hey Arnold, and Hey Arnold still kind of holds up. Hey Arnold's kind of a weird thing for me because it was a cartoon I hated as a kid and wound up liking as I got older in retro. Like I wound up liking it more in retrospect. Weird. Yeah. Um. So okay. So these are from Joe, and this is actually our our friend Joe, uh, who's uh who's part of the Atlanta Ghostbusters. He's he's was on a bonus episode. About Common Rider Ghost. I don't remember if we've had him on any other times yet. 
Uh, we do need to get him back again because he's a fun guy. I think we uh, had him Joe on. Asked, um, didn't we get him on the um, Big Bad Beetleborgs one? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he's sort of our paranormal expert. Uh, but anyway, so let's see. Joe asks, uh, "I have a question for the pets. Who's a good boy slash girl?" Um, which, my dog, unless well, he's being an asshole and not listening, in which case it's <laughs> yep. my cat. My cat is always yep. a good boy. Ollie is always a good boy. Tucker is usually a naughty boy. Yep. The answer for me is every dog ever is a good boy slash girl. Oh, yeah. If a dog is doing a bad thing, it's because it's human did it bad. (laughs) It's not the dog's fault. You can take that shit to the bank. All doggos are good until proven otherwise. Yep. Yep. All right. uh, Joe also asks, uh, what animals that are considered pets by some would you be willing to eat if they were prepared in an edible way? Well, the answer to this is, if I was hungry enough, probably anything, because I am actually a monster. Yeah, like, my first instinct just goes to rabbit, because rabbit is a food that people still eat in parts of the world. It's just a case of, like, I don't think I would be able to know what the rabbit looked like before eating it. Okay, so so growing up as kind of a... As part of the kind of the cutesy baby talk that people like to throw at their pets, uh, my mom would sometimes uh, call our rabbits, like, oh, you cute little Haas and Pfeffer, and I'd just be like... That's fucked up. That is fucked up. That's Mom, really that's funny. fucked up. That's really funny, it's though. It's not funny at all. No, it's really funny. Because... Fuck you. You see, Austin Pfeffer is like... I think it's like German? A German rabbit dish? Uh, yeah, it's, it's German. Yeah, I think it's German. Yeah. It's, it's rabbit stew. Mm. Oh. Just... Yeah. Okay. I mean, something... I mean, I've eaten things that other people would classify as cute woodland critters, so I'm not going to judge. Yeah. But anyway, so the follow-up question was that is, if your answer is all of the above, would you eat human? Uh, again, if I was desperate enough, yeah, probably, because I am an inhuman monster. That's definitely going to be a last resort, I, though. I would more readily eat human than rabbit. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up. That's where I'm at. That's fucked I, up. I mean, you did change your Twitter name to, straight up to Mike Loves Rabbits, not Mike Loves yeah. Humans. Because here's the thing. From what I understand, human flesh tastes like pork. <laughs> and Why do you know what human flesh tastes I, I like? I, what I the I, fuck? I, I, yeah. there, there, have been, there have been instances of people in, like, plane crashes and stuff who've had to eat, like, human flesh to live. And after the fact, they said, like, well, yeah, it tastes like pork. Yeah, but, like, why do you know that? From what I understand, in, in cultures and parts of the world, and maybe this is an old wives' tale, but, like, in cultures and parts of the world where, like, uh, cannibalism is accepted, like... They'll, they'll describe it, the, like, the word for human would be, like, long pig or something. It's like what they'll call human meat. I don't know, maybe that's just some racist bullshit I heard as a kid and it stuck with me. I don't know. But, yeah, like, su- supposedly human meat tastes like pork. Yeah, okay. I, I feel like I heard that, too, from somewhere. Well, if I... Again, might be an old wives' tale, I don't know. Well, yeah, if I like, ever decide to become a serial killer and start eating people, I guess I know how I should prepare the meat. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, let's see. Uh, Zach from the main uh, from from TWA uh, asks if you could have an exotic pet, what would you pick and why? Okay. And he does clarify that for the purposes of this question, it's assumed that both the pet and the pet owner's safety would be guaranteed somehow. So you don't have to, so like if you decide you want a chimpanzee, you don't have to. Where this is a mythical hypothetical scenario where it's not going to eat your face. So, man, what would I want? That's a fucking tough question. 
Yeah, I'm trying to actually look up a list of what's considered like exotic animals. No, oh, I, I honestly, I would probably just pass. I, I don't think I want an exotic pet. I mean, I guess it's just like anything that you wouldn't be able to just find at like a pet store, really. Right? Yeah, I'm assuming exotic here means probably illegal unless you have a license of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, presumably. Hmm. I, don't know, I, guess. I mean, ex- exotic uh, doesn't necessarily mean illegal, but it usually does. Yeah, usually my, means I, I, guess, mind. I guess just like a lion or something, like something that can be like you can ride on it, and also it would be terrifying to other people. You see, I'd also the benefit, the loophole here is it's the owner's safety is guaranteed, but the yeah. owner's family, friends, and also random passersby not guaranteed. Exactly. <laughs> you know. I, that's the thing. Like when we get these like hypothetical scenario listener questions, are we are we meant to treat them like? Hold on, are, are, is this a fucking like like genie wish? Like, are we do we have to consider yeah, any like monkey's paw shit going on? Is Calypso from Twisted Metal granting this wish? You know, like anyway, any fucking way. Um, um I'd probably get something like small, like a sugar glider or something. Maybe like a tarantula, okay. actually. Yeah, probably. Well. Yeah, probably a tarantula. That'd be badass. Spiders just gross me out too much. All right. Uh, let's see. Some more questions from folks around the Audio Entropy Network. Jordan asks. <gasps> oh, no, wait. I got it. Uh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, go. Yeah, yeah. A raven. Raven? I'd get a raven, 100%. Oh, weird. Okay. The list of exotic pets I'm looking at lists ducks. My dad actually did have a duck growing up. Yeah, we had ducks. What the hell? Ducks yeah, classify ducks, as a, a duck is it? It's a farm animal. That's not an exotic yeah, that's pet. Not... Uh, Wikipedia says that. Because uh, Wikipedia. Like, yeah. you... Wikipedia also says earthworms are exotic pets, which I don't what? think. Earthworms? Yeah. <laughs> earthworms. <laughs> okay, I'm moving on. No, I'm. No, I'm moving us to the next topic. I am forcibly ending this question. Jordan asks, if you could have any fantasy animal as a pet, which one would you like? Um. Chocobo. Uh, Chocobo like, would be... I don't want to say just like something stereotypical like a dragon or a dire wolf, so I guess Chocobo? Look, there's nothing wrong with dragons. I mean, no. I would have like, a dragon. That seems like a too much of an easy answer, to be honest. What the hell I, would I would I want have? a dragon again for the smiting my enemies angle, you know? How about you, Matt? Fuck, what would I want? Let's move on to the next question while I think of this one. This could be a while. Well, uh, Joe actually followed up Jordan's question with, with uh, sort of this twist on it. If you could pick, if you could give any fantasy character a mundane pet from our world, who would it be, and what would you give them? The pet I'd probably give them would be like a squirrel or something that wouldn't bite their face off. Probably I mean, the, the squirrel's not really a mundane pet; it's a mundane animal. But I guess that's true. It's not a mundane pet, so probably like a something soft and fuck. I'd probably give him a rabbit. Yeah. Something small and soft and cute and not very likely to bite their face off. But yeah. Yeah, that could that could work. But who the hell would I give it to? I don't know. That's a large I don't I don't read or watch a lot of fantasy to be honest. I mean, I guess stereotypically I'd say I'd give it to like a Cloud Strife character from Final Fantasy 7 so he could be my best friend forever, but I don't think that would actually go over very well. Because then we'd be living in the world of Final Fantasy VII, and that world yeah. sucks. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad time for that dog. Okay. Let's give Vivi a puppy. Vivi would like a puppy. <laughs> Vivi, oh yeah, I would, you know I would actually, I would, I would give uh, the Kingdom Hearts version of Cloud Strife a, a dog so that he could sh- lighten the fuck up. 
And then the dog just immediately dies, and he's like, this is why I can't love him. You're like, oh my fucking god. You know what? Yeah, I'd give it to Vivi from Final Fantasy IX, though. I'd give Vivi from Final Fantasy IX a rabbit. That's what I'd do. All right. I've never played Final Fantasy IX, so I, I assume... Vivi is I'm assuming good. that's a good pick. Vivi's like a little, nice little black mage dude. Yeah, he's like an eight-year-old black mage kid. Yeah. Oh, no, I've, I've played the, tutor- I've played the like, 17-hour tutorial to Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm f- relatively familiar with Vivi. <laughs> God damn it. I thought but you were okay, going to say uh, the 17-hour tutorial to Final Fantasy IX. I'm like, how the fuck did you yeah, spend like, 17 like, hours yeah, on that Fantasy tutorial? Had, like, unless you played a lot of that card game, like, the intro to Final Fantasy IX is like an hour and a half at most. You sit there and you just, like, so, constantly fail at the jump rope challenge, but you really, really want to win at the jump rope challenge? God. Yeah. I said, yeah, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Don't. You don't have any fucking idea what we're talking about. You don't play Final <laughs> Fantasy. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. Okay. Uh, continuing with other folks around the Audio Entropy Network, Jules asks, what would you rate Monty out of 10? Monty being her uh, corgi, who's uh, actually kind of getting on in years, sadly, but he's a real sweet boy. Monty is a and, good boy. Um, yep. Monty is, uh, is a if, good doggo out of 10. Yeah, f- follow uh, follow at Gatsby Low on Twitter to see some, some Monty. He's a sweet, sweet boy. Mm-hmm. And out of 10, I give him uh, 11 T billion. Yeah, I, I want to say like one of the joke... Uh... Dog, we rate dog uh, things of like fourteen out of like ten plus like eighty or whatever, whatever like two yeah. reviews they give the dogs. Yeah. Um, let's see. This one is from our buddy Joel from TWA and Digital Moncast. If animals were more intelligent than us, would you be willing to be someone's pet? Yeah. Oh yeah. You should. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Fuck yeah. No responsibilities. Hell yeah. fucking yes. Yeah, sign me up. Free food. Get to sleep in all day. Yeah. I would, I, yeah, fucking. Uh, sp- speaking of which, uh, Emily uh, from Warren Beast asks, "Are you interested in pet play?" Yeah. Sure. I think I need some context here for what pet play is. Oh, it's a sex B. thing. <laughs> oh my okay, god! I Well, there it means that one person is the master and the other person is the uh, pet. Oh, okay. <laughs> You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Yes, he does. No, he right. doesn't. No, that's the thing. You, he asked to be on this podcast, and that's what he signed up for. But is we that he answers literally... The, answers the fucking sex Oh, questions. my God. Literally, the first time we get a weird sex question is a guest episode. I fucking hate you all. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I guess answer the question. Swear to me. You don't have to answer the question. You never know if you might like it. There we go. Good safe answer. Okay. Sure. All right. <laughs> Okay, and we have now moved on uh, to people who are not part of the network and are theoretically just listeners, or maybe just people who are on the Teenagers with Attitude Facebook group who were bored enough to ask a GPS question. I don't know. Uh, this one's from Paul. What's your favorite Pet Shop Boys song? Oh, God damn it! What is my favorite Pet Shop Boys song? I actually I not... don't know anything about the Pet Shop yeah, Boys, I don't know so anything I'm staying out of them. this question. Um, let me bring it up, because I am familiar with some of their music. Uh, I'm gonna go with West End Girls. All right, sure. Yeah, this is this is another one of those scenarios where I don't know anything about the the material, so I'm just gonna say yeah, cool. Yeah, good answer. I'm I'm, I'm gonna do the Family Feud thing. I'm just gonna clap. I'm just like, good answer, good answer. (laughs) Everybody says, yeah. All right, so last one, uh, and this is from Rose. 
Um, and the thing is, that I think I, I may have mentioned this before, but Rose is my sister, so she already knows the answer to this question from me, and I've already mentioned them in earlier in this episode. She says, everyone's had an asshole pet, which was your worst and why? And mine was Poof, that I mentioned earlier, the Angora rabbit who hated the universe. Uh, how about you guys? My worst pet was probably, so you know that gray, that old gray cat we talked about? Mm-hmm. That old gray cat became vengeance. Um, when she got up in years, she stopped giving a shit. Um, now, as far as like bad pets go, she was like a really good bad pet because she wasn't like she typically wasn't actively aggressive. Um, but like, if you weren't giving her something, she didn't fucking care about you. Typically, yeah, I don't know that cat. I don't know, that cat also had some health problems and just generally was just kind of... I mean, that just kind of sounds like being a cat. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing, I feel. But, like, she was really, as a kitten, and, like, even passed into a kitten into, like, her mid-ages, she was fairly nice. And then, I don't know, as, like, she time just went on, she just got... She became the stereotypical crotchety old woman, is a way to put it, I guess. Because, like... The old cat lady? Yeah, she was the cat equivalent of, like, the old mean cat lady. Um, and again, she wasn't, like, the worst cat ever or anything like that. She she was fine, and she still always really liked me. But, like, anybody else, like, she, she didn't care. The only reason she would show affection to somebody else is if somebody showed affection to Pazzo... Because Pazzo was genuinely lovable and snuggly, then she'd get really jealous and try and play up and get them to pay attention to her instead. All right. Beeb, how about you? Uh, I mean, it kind of might be a bit cheating because it's not my pet, but I kind of have to say it has to be Luna, my sister's current rabbit, just because she is just so spiteful at times. Like like I said, like she grunts and hates my ferrets because she hasn't gotten used to them at all. So like that's kind of you know something I can't really hold against her that much because, like you said, like rabbits don't really like things that aren't bonded to them and everything. But, like, yeah, she just, like, well, you know, like, as you mentioned, with uh, the rabbit chewing through the wire and having a little bit of a spark, like, Luna does that, too, with all my sister's wires. Like, she's lost, like, three phone chargers to that thing. And, it's like, yeah. Luna just you, you, does not... You gotta rabbit-proof yeah. your shit if you're like, gonna yeah, rabbit. Yeah, she just does not give a shit. Like, like she has a, uh, a potty in her cage specifically to go in that and just recently ever since she's been like getting a bit older she's just been going everywhere but that you know it's my sister like and i get that rabbits will just like kind of just poo as they run around outside the cage and everything but like yeah. this one like I mean, it's, it's usually fine with rabbits because like and this is one of the many 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 nice things about rabbits but like their poop super easy to clean yeah. up after yeah it's they're just, just that, fucking marbles yeah it's just that luna also recently likes peeing outside the cage too and also, uh, yeah, for some reason, she started humping a little parrot the way my sister has. Like, it's like <laughs> it's, a, it's like one of those animals that, like, fold down into a pillow. You know, those kind of things? Like, it's like... When yeah, it's, yeah. When, yeah, when it's bound together, it looks like an animal, and then you can open it up, and it's like a pillow. She's recently taken to humping that for some reason. Well, because rabbit. Well, yeah, but, like, she's the girl rabbit, though. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she, she just, like, gets in the way sometimes, like. She's, like, even my sister gets frustrated with her. All right. Yeah. Well, I I, I think, uh, if it's all right with you gentlemen, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Beeb, do you want to plug anything? Nah, I don't really got anything. Okay. What was that question I was supposed to answer but didn't because I said I know I need some time to think was of something? It the, was it the, who would you give a 
Animal Two to a fantasy character? No, because that was a rabbit in VV. It, it was. It was. It was. What oh, fantasy right. animal would you want? Oh, uh, a unicorn, I guess. Um, I'd All actually right, sure. no Griffin. Griffin can fly me around and doesn't afraid of anything, and it can fucking kill and peck the eyes out of people I hate. There we go. All right, sure. With more time, I could give a better answer, but we're out of that. Yeah. All right, uh, Matt. Do you want to plug anything? Uh, nope. I'm good. Okay, well, I'll just make some general plugs for the show then. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, uh, it's at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, Matt's Twitter is a secret. You have to you have to solve the mystery to contact him. It, you don't want to bother doing that because it's a really shitty Twitter. <laughs> it's like really <laughs> aggressively shitty. Yeah, but uh, again, so mine as as mentioned earlier at Mike Loves Rabbit. It, you, I retweet a lot of pictures of bunnies. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, if you want to uh, send some questions to us, you can ask us about anything, or you can ask us about upcoming topics. I'm going to try to make more of an effort to uh, post on the Twitter about what subjects we're going to be discussing in the future, so you can ask us some questions about those. You can also make suggestions about what you want us to discuss in the future. You know, we'll we'll take requests. You know, fuck it, do it live. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at gshaped. That is at g s h a p e d on Twitter. Hit us up. Tell us fucking anything. We don't give a single flying fuck. No judgment. Just fucking talk to us. Uh, and you can find this show and many, many others that are really good, like the uh, like Teenagers with Attitude, which we mentioned a few times, and some other shows that don't have Matt or Me on them and are also pretty good and are probably a lot better than this. You can find oh, them all. Definite, definitely a lot better than this. Unless it's Let's Place. We're better than Let's Place. I, I, I feel like... Uh, Pretty much anything is. Yeah, but like um, at least can, we're better than that. Yeah, but you can find Let's Place and also good things on AudioEntropy.com. And uh, I think that's going to do it. So for Going Pear-Shaped, I've been Mike. I've been Violent Matt. And I've been Deep. And always remember, diddle yourself constantly. But not your pets. Not your pets. Not no. your pets. What the fuck? I was going to do an outro where I was like, oh, you get it? I'm Violent Matt because they're making a Street Fighter 2 sequel that has Violent Kemp for some fucking reason. But like, what? What the fuck? What the fuck?